Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, this is definitely John Kazimatidis' sweet spot. We have uh, Robert Zimmerman on. He was the opposition uh, candidate to uh, uh, George Santos. And um, it's going to be a one-on-one, uh, jo- uh, uh, Robert, as I promised you. Good morning, you. John. We know each good other morning, for... John. Good morning, Good Long morning. Time. We know each other for 40 years. Uh, we used to do the Bill Clinton campaigns together. We used to do the... That's exactly right. So many things together. And how can uh, this happen? Uh, let me ask you a question. Since he did win the election, mm-hmm. uh, should he be seated? Look, I think he's, if George Sanders had any shred of decency, he would resign and not take office. I mean, he admitted publicly already to defrauding the voters of the 3rd Congressional District, lying about his background, his education, his job, his job path, his career, uh, the positions he held, lying about his religion, exploiting the Holocaust for personal political gain. It doesn't get much, it doesn't get lower than that. And so I, I think he has absolutely no, no right to public trust. He has violated public trust and honor, and is certainly not fit for public office. John, this is a much bigger issue than Democrat versus Republican. We can all have our political differences, and that's healthy and good. But we have to respect the integrity of our public officials. And certainly what, uh, Kat, what Santos has already acknowledged in the interviews he's done, uh, both about the lies about his personal life, his faith, his, his jobs, is, is disgraceful by itself. But on top of that, he also lied about, in fact, uh, writing bad checks. He admitted he wrote bad checks. He admitted that he just disregarded a court order to pay back rent. I mean, this is not someone who's worthy of public office, and he hasn't even gotten to the real scandal, which is how did a person with virtually a net worth of $40,000, let's say, loan his own campaign $700,000, and where does his wealth come from? How did he go from, I think, what, $50,000 two years ago to having a net worth of $11 million today? Uh, these are important questions he has to answer. Has Obviously, he said he has a net worth of $11 million? He said so. He raised it in one of his financial disclosure forms. He reported having vast wealth, I think, a t- pop, perhaps topping close to $11 million. Wow. In one of his financial disclosure forms. Uh, it was a range. It was a range topping at $11 million. The point is, how did he grow? How did he grow such enormous assets? Uh, and he didn't. But we all know George Santos is bought. The question is, who bought him? It came out according to the Daily Beast. It reported that he received over fifty thousand dollars from relatives of Russian oligarchs. At the same time, he was tweeting anti-Ukrainian government statements and also tweeting pro-Russian sentiments. So let's face it: Russian oligarchs didn't pick him out of Tinder. They didn't find him on America's Got Talent. Why do they mark him? That that is the sixty-four billion dollar question. No, I should say sixty-four trillion because that's what Congress votes on now. John, that shouldn't be a question. George Santos is acting like a fugitive from the law. 
He should not have gone into hiding when the New York Times broke their story. He should have come forward and immediately answered the questions. Instead, he did what fugitives do. Well, he, he gave WABC an exclusivity last night, and then he week, did come a on. Week, a week later, a week later. Why didn't he speak immediately to these issues? Well, I, you, you know, the truth is, Robert, you know, we know each other. The guy probably said uh, had an oh, crap moment and, say, you know, needed a week to uh, recover. Well, that's, that's something he didn't recover because when he went on ABC radio, he just admitted to lying. That's the point. And he admitted to writing a bad check. He admitted to he admitted, acknowledged just ignoring, as he said, uh, obligation to pay $12,000 in back rent, just forgot about it, even though he was ordered to pay it. Uh, so it's not, a, it's not an oh, crap moment. The real disgrace is the fraud he perpetrated in the now, congressional everybody's district. saying— Let's not forget that. I, uh, Robert Zimmerman, I understand that. Everybody's saying, why didn't the DCCC pick it up uh, as opposition research on your side? Why did the RNC on, on uh, his side pick it up? And uh, who has the obligation? Why didn't the reporters pick it up? Well, who has the obligation to find out the truth before the election? And we'll, let's John, talk about before John, the election, and then we'll talk about after the election. Okay, John, first of all, not everybody's saying it, because the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee put out an 87-page report about George Santos that was widely distributed. The New York Times acknowledged that they use some of that information in their report as well. But the, real, you know, but the reality is we have to support our local media because our local media has faced so many, shut, so many layoffs and has shut down so many services because of the economy. They're not able to do the independent investigative journalism we need them to do. And that's the critical point here. So information was out there. You can't expect a campaign to do what the New York Times did. They have contacts in Brazil. Uh, and they were able to find out the information about George Santos uh, violating the law in Brazil and escaping and le- literally leaving the country to avoid prosecution. You can't expect a campaign to hire a genealogist like the Daily Beast did to trace his Jewish heritage. A campaign has, you know, 10 we-, we had I became the nominee August 23rd. We had 10 weeks to build a general election campaign. The Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee did opposition research. Now, obviously, we need strong investigative journalism, and that means we all have to support our local media. That's critical. This was not a high-profile race. Most people, frankly, were focusing on, understandably, in the media, the governor's race. Crime was such a critical issue. They were focusing on many aspects of the midterm election. And so it was frustrating that there wasn't more attention from the press, but many issues were, were raised during the campaign. For example, Based upon the opposition research, we talked about George Santos' support for the insurrection movement. We talked about his outrageous statements about a national ban on abortion. Uh, so those were brought up. Other issues uh, were needed more investigation. And regrettably, you know, the media just needs more support, needs more, more financial support so they can play that role. Well, no, I, I believe in supporting local media. I mean, I... I mean, let's face it. I'm supporting WABC. I mean, hell. I know that. My goodness. You brought it back. You brought it back to great stature. But there are 27 congressional races in in New York State, 435 around the country. There are many candidates that need to be investigated. And the media needs the support and the resources to be able to do it. But everybody's saying. I'm very grateful to the New York Times for what they did. It was brilliant investigative journalism. Obviously, I wish that they had this wrote the story earlier. I have a vested interest in that as a candidate, but I also believe the public had a right to know 
disinformation. I'm sorry, more of it didn't come out during the election. But I know the media did the best they could. No, agreed, agreed. Now, um, where do we go from here? Should we sit him? He should not be seated. But the reality but, is... But, but then, but then you, listen to this, Robert. We're, we're going to have challenges on every single race. There'll be lawsuits. No, there Don't sit no, there them uh, before... No, there, no, there won't, John. John, John, John. If, a candidate, if a candidate admits to committing crimes like he did with his interview with ABC by writing bad checks and ignoring orders to pay back rent, if he admits to lying about his personal bio, his business career, if he avoids questions about his finances, he has violated the public trust. He is a fugitive in every sense of the word from the law. So I think he's violated public trust and he should resign and not be seated. But the reality is he probably will be seated. So now it's imperative the Department of Justice open an investigation. As, and I'm very grateful to see the New York State Attorney General's open an investigation. Because we have a right to know the real, the real scandal is in the money. The real scandal is where did he get the $700,000 to loan his own campaign? How did his net worth grow approximately to almost $11 million as was reported? Or in that window, between 5 and 11, I believe. How did his net worth grow to that level? Well, all this has to be investigated, Robert Zimmerman. So we both agree. I agree. No, no, I agree with you. The financial things are definitely the U.S. attorney's job. Uh, The ethics things is usually – I understand the ethics uh, uh, committee is 50-50. The ethics committee has to open an investigation. Of course they do. Yeah. Yeah. But the real real power is – You can't do that before – I mean, I believe he should be seated and then – let the pebbles fall as they may. You know something? In the meantime, while he's seated, if you believe, I don't believe he should be seated because he's already acknowledged perpetrating a fraud on the voters. And in fact, there should be a, a new election and let him run again. If he wants to run again in a, in a, in a new election, in a special election, okay, put, his, put himself out there. We both know he can never do that because he can never survive. So he's trying to hold on to this job this way. But in fact, considering all the lies he has told and all the documented that he's acknowledged, the crimes he's committed, there should be, in fact, especially should resign. There should be a special election. And let the Republicans run them again. Yeah, but, you know, whether it's the FBI or the U.S. Attorney's Office, everything takes time. Well, you know something? In a special election, he'd have to confront the reality with the voters. He'd have to provide documentation to answer the questions. He just can't hide and go and he just can't hide and duck questions. And do selected interviews. He should go before the people. Understood. Of course, Robert Zimmerman. We gave you your two cents. You were able to respond, John. You always you always give me your two cents, which is what I love about you. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. Look forward to it. Thank Thank you so much. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.